Hello and welcome to Bang Up Jobs with Broadway Ergonomics, a podcast hosted by me, Adam Jennings. And me, Eric Schultz. We are physical therapists and professional ergonomists. Each episode, we'll explore the latest in health and safety. Today's topic, working from home during a pandemic. Well, hey, Eric, uh, this is obviously our very first episode. So why don't you tell the folks listening at home a little bit about Broadway Ergonomics and who we are? Yeah, great, Adam. Thank you. Uh, first off, thanks for listening. We're real excited to kind of kick this off. This is something that Adam and I have been wanting to do for quite a while. So a little bit about Broadway Ergonomics. Uh, we're an on-site industrial physical therapy consulting group. We're based out of Columbia, Missouri, right home of the University of Missouri Tigers, right between Kansas City and St. Louis. Uh, we've been in business for for quite a while now, since 1998. Um, it was actually founded by my business partner. His name is Brett Derrick. He's a physical therapist and industrial specialist. He's been doing this for, for quite a while. Um, I got joined in with him during some clinical rotations and some uh, you know mutual associates. Uh, and so I joined in, in around 2009, uh, became part owner in 2012. And since then, we've kind of expanded our, our clientele, our companies that we consult with. The, the main focus of our company is on-site industrial PT, injury prevention, health and wellness for the workers, um, and also combining that with ergonomics. And what we have found is that multifactorial approach has been real effective for the companies to save costs, save work comp dollars, uh, pr- reduce the risk of injury, um, and also reduce OSHA recordability, which are all things that corporate America and manufacturing plants these days are really interested in. And so when we, we are brought into a company, we're helping assess those problems, coming up with internal injury programs, and really trying to empower the employees to take control of their health and wellness. Um, so we have licenses in Missouri and Kansas, all of us, both Brett, um, myself, and then Adam Jennings as well. So we, co- we cross state lines quite a bit. Uh, but we also have some uh, distant sites too. We have up to 16 states that we're in with our other companies, and we we use uh, 14 other subcontractors replicate our program for us. So we have quite this really cool network that's growing. You know, each month of practitioners that we're getting on site, different specialties, different um, you know settings of jobs, office ergonomics, and so forth. So it's been real fun, um, and we're we're trying to get into the podcast game now and try to shed some light <laughs> on our our expertise. Yeah. Well, and this is the very first episode of our podcast. Uh, And if there are some audio issues, I'm going to go ahead and chalk that up to the fact that we are practicing appropriate social distancing. Uh, Eric is working at our main office in Columbia, Missouri, and I'm working out of the Kansas City branch of our office, which is what I call the basement of my house. Uh, so <laughs> I've been doing a lot of my, uh, work from home. Actually, I've been working almost exclusively out of my uh, house. And I know that a lot of other therapists, a lot of healthcare professionals and working professionals who, um, aren't in the health and, and medicine fields, uh, have been forced to, uh, work from their homes as a result of, uh, COVID-19. Eric, what kinds of things have you seen lately? Uh, and what kinds of things do you anticipate being problematic for this huge number? number of people uh, that have now left the office space and are working from the the comfort, but maybe not ideal ergonomic setup of their homes. Yeah, well, we're certainly in an interesting time right now. You know, I've never experienced something to the level of what everybody is is going through nationwide and also worldwide at this point. 
Um, you know, I think the, the updated stats that I just saw today here in Missouri, there are 50 identified cases and two deaths now. Uh, that's some, oh some information I just saw. So, and with those testing kits, you know, readily available and finally available, those numbers are only going to continue to escalate and probably rather quickly too. So we're really kind of in this, this interesting, uh, you know, working world of social distancing, staying away from direct human interaction. Uh, a couple things with our profession, you know, we are physical therapists and we are structured <laughs> around face-to-face interactions with our patients. Um, I know, Adam, you work in a little bit different setting. We can get into that. Um, you know, when I go on site and I provide my services, I am interacting face-to-face. I'm usually hands-on, um, you know, helping employees figure out what's going on with their body, trying to teach them how to move, stretch, strengthen. So, you know, the basis of PT is one-on-one interaction with the DPT or a doctorate of physical therapy. Um, so we're, we are being impacted, you know, quite significantly right now. Uh, a couple of my, my other acquaintances in town here that run clinics, you know, their numbers are down in terms of the patients coming on site. Um, it's going to be an interesting, you know, time for our profession as a whole. I just saw some, some posts from the APTA, which is the American Physical Therapy Association on, um, you know, telemedicine, you know, what can we do? Can we get reimbursement by doing televisits and e-visits? You know, how long will that last? I think they just approved a seven day window where we can follow up with patients and get billed for that. Now, what we do at Broadway Ergonomics is a little bit different because we're not necessarily just doing, um, you know, formal PT. We're doing a lot of early triage, maybe some ergonomic and self-care treatment. So we've been on the phones before with some of our companies. Um, and, and what's really interesting in this world right now is our business is being impacted to some degree. So we've had a couple big clients that have put restrictions on visitors and subcontractors coming on site. So some of them are viewing us as essential to come in and still work with their employees that are being pushed to the max to hit these production numbers. And so that's still really important to care for these employees. Uh, but at the same time, we're also being restricted just due to reducing this, you know, the social distancing period of our lives right now. And it's, it's just really interesting. So, you know, what you talked about is employees are being asked to work from home. Physical therapists traditionally do not work from home. So it's really interesting to see how, uh, you know, individuals from different aspects of uh, the world are going to be able to do that. So what kind of problems are we going to see? All kinds of them from, uh, you know, improper office ergonomic setup. Uh, you know, not knowing exactly how to go about their daily activity, feeling distance to the point of maybe hitting into a realm of depression, especially with this, you know, upcoming quarantine likely. So it's, it's definitely an interesting world right now. Um, I know that's how it's impacted me. Adam, how has that impacted you with your job? Well, I uh, work from an office most of the time, and obviously without going into specifics about where and how. Uh, my home setup has... Uh, been hugely impacted by the fact that I know so much about how to properly arrange a, uh, a workspace uh, based on a proper ergonomic design. Um, my day-to-day, I mean, I've got two little kiddos at home. I've got a four-year-old and a one-year-old. So um, I'm doing work with a big old asterisk at the end. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I- I'm curious, Eric, the, the, those of us who don't have... Um, uh, a wealth of uh, ergonomics knowledge at their fingertips. What kinds of things do you anticipate being problematic for this workforce that is now working from home? What what kinds of problems do you expect people to be uh, uh, dealing with when they're trying to, to get their work done? Well, for one, you, you talked about it as kids at home. You know, all schools are closed right now. I was at home this morning with my daughter and trying to do homeschooling and trying to work a little bit. It's really difficult. So, you know, the number one thing is as a society and as a uh, you know human race, we're going to have to be resilient in this and get creative 
we will get through it together. Um, in terms of the working ergonomics, the biggest problems that I see are people that are probably going to just pull out their laptop and work from their kitchen counter or work from their, their kitchen table. Uh, there's a lot of problems when somebody does that and they go from a standard office that has a, a, an actual office chair, a desk, monitor risers. You know, the biggest problem that I can project and see is probably going to be if those people work from laptops, they're going to get a lot of neck discomfort, headaches, some of those cervicogenic headaches, maybe some migraines, eye fatigue. And the reason for that is laptops are not made to be a main central computer used all day. In fact, if you work in an office and then you're being forced to go home, you're probably looking at those dual monitors that were provided for you at your desk and you're saying, man, that'd be really nice to take those home because that's what you're used to. So if you're stuck at home working just from a laptop, you're either going to lose the correct elbow and wrist position or you're going to lose the correct eye position. And the reason for that assuming is when you, you had work, it in the first place, assuming you had it in the first place, which not, not everybody <laughs> does. We've, we've seen it, the good and the bad everywhere we go. Um, but the biggest thing with a laptop is it's a fixed height. The distance from the top of your monitor to your keyboard cannot change, which is a problem because that distance is not equal to human, uh, you know, measurements. So and what the measurement I'm talking about is the distance between our resting elbow height and our eye level. Um, and that's really, so when we're talking about that, monitors are supposed to be the top quarter or the top third at about eye level. And then your keyboard is supposed to be right around elbow level so that you're, your shoulders are well rested, your forearms are straight, and your wrists are resting basically in a straight line right into the keyboard. So the problem with laptops is if the, the screen feels too low, the operator is going to build up the laptop. And then what happens is you bend the elbow or you raise the shoulders up, and then now your wrists have to flex in order to type to compensate that. And then the far extreme on the other side is you're going to rest it in your laptop to keep your elbows level, but then your neck is going to drop down. And that's probably what I project to be the, the biggest problem. So the biggest recommendation really is is to try to find those monitors, come up with a secondary keyboard. Um, I know when I work from home, I'll get my laptop and put it on a couple books, and then I'll plug in my USB and my secondary keyboard. You know, one thing that I struggle with at my house is I don't have an ergonomic chair at home. So I'm using like a, a standard kitchen table <laughs> chair mm -hmm. for my home yep. setup where I'm working. Uh, and I, you know, I, I do my best. I have my, um, I have my little Bluetooth keyboard uh, set up and I, uh, I, I try to keep in mind good body posture. But even for someone like me, that can be a little bit tough. Um, what, what kinds of things uh, for, again, those of us who don't have nice, fancy ergonomic chairs like you do at home, uh, what, what kinds of things can we do to make sure that, uh, that we're not getting that low back pain? We're not running afoul of uh, those, those risk factors for neck pain. The biggest things that I, I can recommend and see, especially if you don't have an office chair at home, is you know try to find the the biggest chair you can so that you have some wiggle room. Uh, try to find a pillow that you can either put in your low back, maybe sit on occasionally. Um, and then the other most important thing is to take frequent breaks when you're sitting on something hard, such as a bar stool or a wooden off you know wooden desk chair or wooden uh, kitchen table chair, something along those lines, because. Those are not ergonomic at all. And, and what makes an office chair ergonomic is the adjustability features. So being able to slide the pan, going up and down, tilting back, and so forth. 
So when you lose that adjustability, your body wants it. So you got to get up, you got to move around, keep yourself fresh. I don't know if that's what you feel, Adam, when you're sitting at your desk for a long time there, if you just get that urge to stand up and you know move around, but that's your body's natural compensation technique to say, hey, get up, this is uncomfortable, I need a change of pace. Well, hey, I follow the 20-20-20 rule, which we'll talk about in a little in uh, yeah, just a little a, bit here. It's a great rule. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> Yeah. Um, cool. Well, actually, speaking of the 2020, we put together this little uh, handy worksheet, uh, not a worksheet, but a handout uh, that you can access on broadwayergonomics.com. Um, or shoot, is it broadwayergo.com? <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know our own website. It's oh, broadwayergonomics.com. We do Broadway Ergonomics. Did I mention that I'm hourly? <laughs> uh, and we'll we'll have links to uh, our website and a few other um, uh, handy pictures and things that you'll be able to access in the show notes. Um, but uh, uh, some of the things that we've suggested are first maintain normal work hours. You know, beyond just your your standard desk setup, it's a good idea to make sure that your day to day routine uh, will give you a little bit more of a sense of normalcy. I mean, we are in the middle of a lot of social isolation. If you don't have family at home, you know, that can be either a good or a bad thing in terms of your uh, ability to get work done. Uh, but maintaining normal work hours first off is a great way for me to make sure that my family knows what to expect uh, from dad uh, by establishing a line between that work time and family time. Yeah. Another good one that I try to adhere to is Get norm, get ready for my day as normally as possible. So I want to get up. I'll go take the dog outside for a walk, come back, start the coffee, get in the shower, brush my teeth, wash my face, and then go ahead and get dressed. You don't have to get in the suit and tie that some do. Us as PTs, we we never do that for one. <laughs> uh, but I go ahead and put on slacks or my jeans and then a polo, um, something that I would traditionally wear to work. That way I can be ready to pop on a conference call if I need. Um, but it also, too, just gives me that routine. We are creatures of habit. We want to feel like we are in our current routines. And, and by being forced to work from home in this kind of social distancing period, you know, it's going to be difficult for some. Uh, the other benefit to that, to be honest, is going to really help out with anybody that's suffering from some of those mental health illnesses and depression, sure. even anxiety. Getting that normal routine sets you up to be the most successful you can for your day. Establish a physical work-only location in your home, and that's really helpful in terms of separating your uh, your schedule of paid work from housework. It could be really, really tempting to see a plate of dishes stacked up on the counter, or uh, know that uh, you know. Speaking of Eric's dog, having to take the dog for a walk, um, really try to resist those urges during your scheduled work time. Uh, just to not only for your own benefit, but also to help your family to know that, uh, you know, this is not when you're going to be available to, to do those things. Yeah, that's really good. Another one, try to schedule your work-related activities and try to set those goals to complete them by a certain time. You know, if you can establish your own deadlines for those daily projects, maybe your manager has done it for you, maybe not. Um, you know, we definitely recommend checking your email at set times, coming up with those mini goals throughout the day just to keep you in pace, keep you on par. And hey, don't hesitate to shout out to your coworker, the one that you usually check in on. Hey, how's today going? You know, give them that reassurance that we're still in this together. Again, back to that distancing. We, we as humans, we don't necessarily like that distancing. We need to be checked on. We need to be working as teams, especially if that is your normal, you know, work routine. So make sure you, you keep on on that. 
Also, we mentioned uh, the 20-20-20 rule a minute ago. Uh, Every 20 minutes, you should stand up for at least 20 seconds and focus your vision on something at least 20 feet away. 20-20-20. Now, my personal recommendation is to look out a window if you have one nearby. If you're unable to stand, if you have any kind of mobility limitations, good enough to simply turn away from that workstation. Eric, you do a pretty darn good job of explaining why that is, the physiology of the eye. Yeah, the problem with laptops, they're a light source. And when our eyes focus on light, they tend to rotate in. Um, So we get this internal rotation of our eyeballs. What happens when we do that for long periods is our, our internal rotators will get fatigued and strained. So having the ability or the reminder, the physical cue to get up and look at something over 20 feet away will actually let those muscles revert and go out or externally rotate. That can just kind of help prevent that eye stress, that eye fatigue, even dry eyes. And it's well known too that if you're looking at a computer screen for so long, you actually begin to inhibit your blinking. So by looking at something farther away, it makes you refresh that and blink those eyes, which could really help reduce the eye strain, headaches. Also, don't eat at your desk. I know it's tempting. Uh, step away from that desk or your work area, whatever you're going to call it when you're working from home during lunchtime or during your breaks. Uh, that feeds right into that 20-20-20 rule. Try, try to get uh, away from your workspace when you're doing non-work activities, not just uh, for the, the the health benefits of getting up and moving your body around, but also because it's good to um, make that psychological distinction between those two activities. And that goes for those of you who uh, work <laughs> in a cubicle setting or work in an office setting and are working at your desk there too. Don't do that. It's no good. Yeah. And the, our final recommendation, you've given your body, your eyes some breaks. Don't forget to give your hands a break, you know, especially if you're keyboarding, mousing, uh, doing any kind of excessive handwriting. We have all kinds of stretches and resources online. Check it out. It's www.broadwayergonomics.com. Just some simple oh, micro breaks, stretching, um, you know, throughout the day can help bring in that blood supply, reduce that stress, and again, help you manage through this uncommon work day during this unprecedented time. So check that out. We have a great handout. Adam put it together. Is there any anything else in this helpful I handout did. that you've done, Adam, that you want to talk about and harp on here before we, we kind of wrap up our first episode? I mean, I would just point out the uh, amazing illustrations that I made on that last page. But <laughs> no, we're, we're really looking forward to this show. Um, we've got all kinds of uh, uh, segments that we're going to be introducing week uh, month by month or however frequently we, we find time to uh, in between patients and ergo work to uh, put these episodes together. We're going to be interviewing experts. We're going to be doing product reviews of uh, ergonomic equipment and more. Uh, we're also going to be reviewing some of the more interesting case studies and interesting solutions that uh, Brett and Eric have put together to address complex and unique ergonomic problems in both uh, office and industrial settings. This is going to be a really great show. Eric, did you have any final thoughts? Hey, the only other thing I can say right now is get out, get some exercise. Do your body some wonders just for health and wellness to help you through this difficult time. But yeah, looking forward to the podcast. We have a lot of interesting expertise that we can hopefully shed on, uh, you know, put some light on for you. And just really excited to do this. This has been Bang Up Jobs with Broadway Ergonomics. Once more, I'm Adam Jennings. And I am Eric Schultz. You can head to broadwayergonomics.com to check out more information about our business and our tips for working safely from home or at the office. I want to thank Blue Dot Sessions for the use of our theme music, Highway 430. 
If you have questions about ergonomics, working from home, or anything else that you'd like us to answer on the air, shoot us a line at bangupjobs at broadwayergo.com or tweet at broadwayergo. Thanks again, and stay safe out there. <laughs>